It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. <laughs> it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 59 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. The Clitheroe Kid was a British comedy sitcom that ran on the BBC from April of 57 to August of 72. It starred British comedian Jimmy Clitheroe as a naughty and irreverent schoolboy living with his family in northern England, as well as Peter Sinclair as Jimmy's Scottish grandfather, Patricia Burke as his mother, and Diana Day as his sister Susan. Others in the cast were Danny Ross, Tony Melody, and Violet Carson, among others. The show was very successful, in part for Jimmy's ability to play an 11-year-old boy despite being in his 30s when the show began, as physically he had never grown beyond that age. By today's standards, some of the humor would be considered non-politically correct, such as the constant mocking of his grandfather's Scottish heritage and the stereotyping of Scots in general. The storylines were varied, and the writing considered top-notch. Usually after the end credits, Jimmy would make a brief speech reporting that Granddad had spanked him for what he had done. So sit back and relax for the March 13, 1961 broadcast of The Clitheroe Kid. Here is Jimmy Clitheroe as The Clitheroe Kid with Peter Sinclair, Patricia Burke, Danny Ross and Diana Day in... Beware of the neighbor. Well, one more plank and the old log cabin will keep out all the Apaches and Blackfeet for miles around. Jimmy, Jimmy, where are you? Is that Calamity Jane shouting for Wild Jim Hickok? <laughs> Army in the range next door. Silly games of bang, bang, you're dead. You're not Calamity Jane. You're a Blackfoot squaw. Although on uh, second thoughts, you're more of a dirty neck. (laughs) Don't be so childish. Mrs. Higginbottom's just phoned to say Ozzy can't come to play with you. He has a bad cold in the head. Well, it's his own fault. Yesterday was wearing Wellingtons and all the way to school he kept jumping in puddles and splashing me and Charlie Thompson. So as soon as we got to school, Charlie grabbed his arms, I grabbed his legs and we sat him in a fire bucket. (laughs) Still, you wouldn't think that that would give him a cold in the head, would you? You'll get into serious trouble one of these days. You shouldn't be over there anyway, playing on someone else's lawn. Lawn? You mean cabbage patch? Anyway, the house has been empty for months. Well, that doesn't mean to say you can build a dog kennel in the back garden. Dog kennel? This is a cowboy's log cabin. <laughs> you are an infant. I can't waste any more time with you. I'm going round to see Mary Thomas for a minute before Alfie comes for me. <laughs> Don't worry. If Alfie doesn't come for you, the van will. <laughs> oh, sisters. Why couldn't me mum have asked for two sons? 
Or just me and a pup? <laughs> oh, well, I'd better get this last blank in. Ow! Ooh, ooh me blooming thumb. Ooh, you definitely need a mug to help you with this sort of thing. Hello, dear miss. Oh, what are you doing? I found one. <laughs> Hello, Alfie. Come round the back in, into our garden. I've got a ladder here. Oh, you're here. What are you doing in next door's garden? Building a log cabin. My granddad won't let me build it in ours. Come in and give me a hand. I can't. I've got to meet Susan. Oh, she's just gone to see Mary Thomas. I've only one plank to nail. We'll be finished before she gets back. Oh, all right, then. I'll climb over the fence. Oh, watch the ladder. There's a rung missing. You are? I said, careful, there's a rung missing. Which one's missing? Help! <laughs> I banged me funny bone. Well, when you finish laughing, climb over. <laughs> You'll laugh on the other side of your face if I do. Hey, shut up. I can hear footsteps. It's our Susan coming back. Oh, good. I'll go in the house. No, tell her you're here. Shout around the back while I get me lasso ready. You are? Shout her. Oh, all right. We're here, sweetheart. Round the back. <laughs> now to rope me a steer. Oh, good evening. I'm looking for a missus. Oh, what's that? Oh, take this rope off. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, mister. I, I didn't mean to lasso your throat. I thought it was my sister's. <laughs> Alfie, he's going blue. Hey, rub his ears. Oh, I'm sorry, mister. He, he thought you were a girl. Oh, I can't get my breath. Well, I tell you what, you, you breathe and I'll shove your chest in and out. Oh. <laughs> Get off me, a ruffian. Stop squeezing me. I'm not an accordion. What are you doing out there? Oh, just <coughs> having a game, ma'am. Well, you'll have to stop now. Your tea's ready. Oh, Alfie, is this gentleman a friend of yours? Friends? He's no friend of mine, the lout. I came round here to see a Mrs. Clitheroe, and this mud lured me round here to attack me. Alfie, what have you been up to? I, I thought it was Susan. I said, he'd come round here, sweetheart. And when she came round, it was a fella. Dead. <laughs> but I mean, he isn't my sweetheart. Oh, heck. I'll go in and wait for him. My real sweetheart. No, Susan, I mean. I'm glad I'm not his sweetheart. If he always attacks her with a rope. You ask me, he's kinky. <laughs> Hello, I'm sorry there's been a misunderstanding. You said you were looking for me? Uh, yes, I'm the estate agent for this house next door, and it's been let furnished, and the new tenant will be moving in tomorrow. What? Somebody's moving into my ranch? As a matter of fact, that's why I'm here, Mrs. Clitheroe. My assistant told me that a boy had been using this garden as a playground, and I really think it should be tidied up. And I would like your boy to remove that wooden contraption he's built. That's a log cabin, if you don't mind. Well, whatever it is, you move it. Oh, heck, what does anybody want to move in there for? Couldn't you talk him out of it, mister? Tell him the house has got worms. You mean woodworm? Woodworms, glowworms, any blinking worms. <laughs> Tell him the house is falling down. Don't be so silly. It's a very solid house. Well, I could loosen a few bricks. <laughs> Hurry up. 
I've got another load of rubbish here for you. Oh, just you hang on a minute. I want to rest. You carry some for a change. Now, Luke, it was agreed that I did the collecting and you did the carrying. Who agreed? I did. <laughs> oh, all right, have a rest for a minute. And while you're resting, mend the fence. You, I'm doing nothing for ten minutes. I, I'm going to have a break. Oh, you'll have a break. If this fella gets here before you finish tidying up, he'll, he'll break your neck. Mm, what do you mean? Well, you heard what the estate agent said. Your sweetheart. <laughs> he said that the new tenant is a lumberjack from Canada, Mr. Ironside. He'll probably pick up an axe, shout, Timber! And chop your head off. <laughs> the man said Mr. Ironside's a very nice fella. Yeah, anyway, he's not a Canadian. He, he comes from round here. He's just been in Canada for four years. Hey, I wonder why he's coming back here. Do you think they've run out of trees in Canada? <laughs> I don't know why he's coming back, but I wish he'd stop there when he finds out he's living next door to you. Ah, uh, you <laughs> I say, hello there. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, who's that? <laughs> well, it's too late to be the first cuckoo. <laughs> Pardon me, is this not 43 Lilac Avenue, the empty houses to let? <laughs> You're here, so it's not empty, but it's 43 on the door. I mean, ha, 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 have I come to the wrong place? Yes, the doctor's surgery is just up the road. <laughs> you shut up. Well, you're at the right place, but, but you're wrong because it's 43, but it isn't. There will be to let. Oh, you mean I've left it too late? Oh, no, he's a very good doctor. He'll put you right. <laughs> Doctor, but I don't need... <laughs> I see, yes, it's a joke. <laughs> no, it's Alfie. <laughs> Look, mister, this house has been let to a lumberjack from Canada. A big, tough timber chopper. Chews trees and spits cricket stumps. <laughs> Mr. Ironside, so I'll clear off, because if he catches you trying to pinch his home, you'll need two doctors. I am Mr. Ironside. Because Mr. Ironside will pick you up with one hand and... You who? <laughs> J.B. Ironside, I've rented this house. You mean you're, you're the big hefty lumberjack who chews cricket bats, stumps, trees? Well, I did work in a lumberjack's camp for three years, but I didn't chew the trees. I, I mean, chop the trees. I cooked them. I mean, I, I was a cook. And we've been clearing your garden up because we were scared that you'd... Alfie, go and fetch the rubbish back. <laughs> hey, don't be daft. Oh, I say, have you been tidying up for me? Well, that's jolly decent of you. Helping a complete stranger. You must be too jolly nice. Twits. Twits. No. <laughs> Chaps. But I can't let you do this for nothing. I, I feel I ought to offer you some kind of recompense. You what? Money. I mean, could I offer you five shillings each? Oh, no. Well, we couldn't take any more army legs. Sorry, Alfie. Uh, did I catch you with the rake? <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Ironside, we couldn't take all that money off you. <laughs> it's only ten shillings. It's a pound. There's two of us. <laughs> oh, no, we, we couldn't take money off you, <laughs> could we, Alfie? Ah, of course not. Yeah, I don't want ten, Bob. No, you see, uh, Alfie's too shy to take money off you. Oh, very well, then. But I'm not shy. I'll, I'll take his as well. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, what have you been doing all this time? 
helping our new neighbour. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Happy ha 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 Harry Coppertum. <laughs> Mr. Ironside, I've been helping him. Running his errands and all that. Oh, how much for? Nothing clever. It's his first day. I did his errands free. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of you, Jimmy. And did you pull down those old planks you nailed together? I, I mean, your log cabin. No, I told Mr. Arnside it was a tool shed and flogged it to him for five bob. <laughs> You're learning to be a real wee money grabber. Aye, you right there. <laughs> Teacher. <laughs> all right, all right, now that'll do. Here. What's this uh, lumberjack fella like? I haven't met him yet. Oh, he's a jolly nice chap. <laughs> he's not much of a lumberjack, though. This morning he sprained his wrist sharpening a pencil. <laughs> anyway, you, you'll be able to see him for yourself when he comes round. Is he coming round here? Yes, ma'am. You and me granddad said we had to look after our neighbour, so uh, I asked Mr. Ironside to come round for his tea. Oh, Jimmy, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, not without warning anybody. Oh, it's all right. I've warned him about you. <laughs> He's going to wear his dark glasses. <laughs> oh, that'll be old tin ribs now. I'll let him in. Look, J Jimmy, Jimmy, as soon as you bring him in, go down to the grocer's for a large tin of peaches. We'd better have a sweet. Uh, right you are, ma'am. I'll give that boy a good talking to when this fella leaves. Oh, come in, Mr. Einside. Go in the living room there. Uh, the, the banquet is all prepared. <laughs> oh, very well, James. After you. Oh, uh, I'm going to the grocer's for me, ma'am. We're going to have a sweet because you're here. <laughs> oh, I'll murder him. <laughs> Come in here, Mr. Ironside. Oh, thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Hello there. So you're, uh, you're... You're right inside the lumberjack. I mean... Uh, oh, uh, no, not a lumberjack, actually, a cook. And you must be Mrs. Clitheroe. I'm Mr. Sinclair. Oh, no, no, I, I mean the lady. I mean, she must be. Uh, yes, I, yes, I'm Mrs. Clitheroe, and this is my daughter, Susan. Oh, ha, ha, how do you do? <laughs> I must say, it's a great pleasure to meet you all. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Ironside? Mother, I'll just go and see to the food. Right here, love. I must say, being invited to tea so soon was quite a surprise. It was a bit of a shock to us as well. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Uh, father means that we weren't sure that you were coming. Do do sit down. Tea won't be long. No, thank you. Oh, no, not in that chair. It's mine. Oh, Father. Mr. Ironside's our guest. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll sit somewhere else. Oh, well, well uh, don't worry, Mr. Ironside. Uh, I'm sorry. But you get a favourite chair. You, you know how it is. Oh, indeed I do. I remember in the lumber camp I had a favourite hammock. You see, the men slept rough, the uh, lumberjacks, that is, on the floor, and they were pretty heavy drinkers, and it wasn't so far for them to fall. <laughs> but I like to be off the ground because of the squirrels. <laughs> squirrels? Yes, yes, the squirrels. They were always gnawing away, hiding their little nuts. <laughs> they once demolished a complete cabin. Oh, perhaps I'm confusing them with beavers. Anyway, I assure you, I do understand, Mr. Sinclair. Eh? Oh, aye, aye. Very interesting, Mr. Ernst. Oh, no, please, please. Do call me J.B. J.B.? Oh, you can't call a man J.B. What's your name? Julian Basil. <laughs> aye, well, all right, J.B. <laughs> it's, uh... What are you talking about, Hammocks? Uh, 
J.B.? Uh-huh. Father was in the Navy. Oh, really? Well, you should have a chinwag with my old painter sometime. Was he in the Navy? Oh, no, as a matter of fact, he was a lighthouse keeper. Very funny life, you know. He only got home three days a month. When I was nine years old, he was still asking me what my name was. <laughs> yes, I suppose he didn't see much of you then. Well, he saw rather less than you would think. You see, he never drank on duty. Very strict about that, he was. So he had to do a month's drinking on his three days off. Of course, when I was a toddler, I never knew he was tight. I, <laughs> I just thought he was stupid. <laughs> He sounds, sounds quite a character. Oh, he's all right now, except sometimes, in the middle of the night, he wakes up shouting, The light's gone out! The light's gone out! <laughs> what a shame. Oh, it's quite all right, really. My mother just ha, ha, hops out of bed, walks round the bed, flashing a torch in his eyes, and he goes off to sleep like a baby. <laughs> I've had enough of that fellow Ironside. He's nothing but an interfering nuisance, and I feel like telling him so. Well, I must admit, Father, he does pop in here at all sorts of odd hours. I know. In one week, he's borrowed milk, sugar and cornflakes, he's used our phone three times, and he's, be, he's, be, he's been in twice for his tea. I'll bet he's been in this house here more times than the rent man. Well, I know, and he's had more luck. <laughs> now, that'll do. You just keep quiet. Read your comics or something. Oh, I can't read me comics. You've still got them in your bedroom. <laughs> and I hope you haven't made a mess of the tiny tots crossword again. Oh, Jimmy, find something to read and keep quiet. Oh, all right. I'll have a look at the radio times. Now, what's on the telly tonight? Hey, hey, there's amateur boxing on tonight. Hey, you like that, don't you? Quite, quite a minute, Jimmy. I think I can hear somebody coming up the garden path. And the front door's open! Well, if it's jovial Julian again, I'm ready for him. It's about time that squirrel found another tree. <laughs> oh, uh, pardon me. Am I interrupting anything? Oh, not at all. Come in and give us a knock, Mr. Squirrel. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> I see. You're ha ha having a little jest on my expense. Well, as I always say, let us laugh today, because tomorrow we might be gone. Well, I'm sure we'd miss you. Oh. <laughs> Was there something you wanted, Mr. Ironside? Oh, yes. If it wouldn't be too much trouble, I wonder, could you warm my meat pie in your oven? <laughs> you what? Oh, you see, I've got a, a jammed shilling in my meter, and I've run out of gas. Ooh, that'll be the day. <laughs> what was that, James? Oh, I said it'll be a big day for the army boxing team if they win the match on the telly tonight. Oh, yes, I saw that in the paper. I must watch that. You know, cheer on the old army boxing team. I wouldn't have thought you'd be interested in boxing. I'd have thought you were more for hopscotch. <laughs> yes, you seem full of it tonight, Mr. Sinclair. <laughs> it will be later on when the pub opens. <laughs> Don't you be cheeky, Jimmy. I'll just go and put your pie in the oven, Mr. Ironside. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Clitheroe. Hey, were you in the army boxing team, Mr. Ironside? Oh, well, no, not actually in it. I was the assistant to the trainer. He means he carried the bucket. <laughs> well, I don't suppose you'd be interested in the noble art, Mrs. Sinclair. I mean, being Scottish, I suppose you went in for throwing that long pole about. I presume you're referring to tossing the cable. Oh, yes, of course, that's it. Oh, it seems rather a childish game to me. Still, you Highland folk have some naive ideas about sport. 
I'm surprised you don't play football with a haggis. Now, look here, Julian Basil. Grandad, watch your temper. Your neck's going all blotchy. Shut up, Jimmy. For your information, J.B., I was a boxing champion in the Merchant Navy. Oh, fancy that. No, I always used to look forward to our scraps with the old red duster. We always used to give the Merchant Navy a row shellacking. Is that a fact? Well, I'll tell you something, J.B. Seconds out, round one. <laughs> the only army boxers I ever met were a lot of loudmouth windbags who couldn't knock the skin off a rice pudding. Oh, Riley, well, what are you suggesting? He wants a good, clean fight, no holding, no rabbit punches, and no hitting below the sparring. <laughs> I want you to help me. It's urgent. Um, come in the snogger's retreat. In the what? The front room here. All right, stop pulling me. I'm coming. Alfie, I'm absolutely broke. Look, I've told you, you're getting nothing off me. Go round and see your new mug next door. I would spare ribs. <laughs> That's just it. Me granddad's falling out with him, and he won't let me go and run his errands. Here I am, living next door to an oil well, and they won't even let me fill me lamp. Oh, there you are, Alfie. I just want a word with you. Well, you'll have to come back later. Alfred and me are having a private discussion, man to man. Or whatever he is. Don't say shut up. Yeah, hello, Susan. Are you not ready for the dance yet? Am I early? No, it's my fault. I washed my hair and I can't get it dry. <laughs> well, hang it on the clothesline. <laughs> That's enough from you. I'm sorry, Alfie, but I'll be at least a half an hour. Ah, oh, well, I don't mind waiting till you've made yourself look glamorous. <laughs> if you wait that long, we'll be charging you bed and breakfast. <laughs> oh, you and your childish jokes. I'll be as quick as I can, Alfie. D Jimmy, you know, sometimes I feel right sorry for you as Susan. I couldn't imagine anything worse than having you for a brother. Ooh, I could. Having you. <laughs> you're asking for a clout. I'm sorry, Alfie. I like you, really. I think you're very clever. Who, oh, me? Yeah. I mean, uh, you're good at fixing things. Am I? Yeah. What about when Susan's hairdryer wouldn't work? You had it fixed in no time. It was just bad luck that instead of blowing it sucked. <laughs> She'd have disappeared if her ears hadn't been so big. <laughs> now, look, don't start being funny. No, no, I, I mean it, Alfie. There's something I want you to fix for me, and it's dead simple. A kid of four could do it. So I'll go and get one, and he can show you how it's done. Have <laughs> one, you. I'm only kidding. This is something you'll, you'll enjoy doing. You'll be patching up a quarrel and making everybody happy, especially Jim. <laughs> limit, Jenny. Boxing starts in 15 minutes and I can't get a picture on the TV set. Well, perhaps you've got fluff in your vertical holes. <laughs> well, it was working all right last night. Jim, you watch the screen while I lean over and try this knob at the back. Here. Here, Jim, is anything happening? Yes. The seat of your pants is splitting. <laughs> oh, I give up. I was really looking forward to that boxing match. You'll be sorry to miss it, won't you, Grandad? Ah, will that? It's ruined my evening. Fear not. Cinderella Sinclair shall see the boxing tonight. What do you mean? 
Mr. Ironside will have it on. I'll go and ask him to invite you round. You'll do no such thing. I've got my pride, you know. Oh, never mind your pride. You'll soon forget that when you've called the referee a few rude names. <laughs> I'll go and ask him. Jimmy, come back. Do you hear me? Come back. Come back, Jimmy. I can't hear you. Tell me when I come back. So far, so good. Now, all I've got to do is to butter up old J.B. and I'll be back in the money again. <laughs> oh, he's coming up the path. Oh, ha, ha, hello, Jane. <laughs> is your grandfather still in the house? Uh, yes, he is. Oh, good, because I thought I'd come round and apologise, you know, see if we could smoke the pipe of peas. Oh, <laughs> Jim, Indian scout, take iron horse in wigwam to meet Big Chief Howling Bagpipes. <laughs> oh, all right then. Me come agag. He's in the living room here. Oh, you're back, Jim. I suppose that Canadian Charlie was out. Canadian Charlie has come round to apologise. <laughs> you what? Oh, uh... I just popped round to see if, to borrow James's metaphor, we couldn't put our heads together and bury the hatchet. Oh, heck, they're going to scalp each other. <laughs> Now, I'm very sorry that we had the disagreement, Mrs. Sinclair. I apologize. Oh, well, if you, if you put it that way, well, I suppose I was a wee bit hasty as well. Ah, well, no hard feelings, then? None at all, J.B. Well, now you're pals again. Uh, what about the boxing match on the telly, Mr. Ironside? I beg your pardon? Uh, y young Jimmy had the idea you might invite me round to your place to watch the television. You see, our set's not working. Oh, well, of course, nothing would give me greater pleasure than just one snag. What's that? My set isn't working either. Oh, I see. Oh, well, it doesn't matter, really. We can find something else to do. Oh, but a nice wee walk down to the Rose and Crown. Oh, well, as a matter of fact, I was going down there later on. Well, it's a good pint of beer, I'll tell you that. Oh, I was only going to get some cooking sherry for my trifle. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's not quite what I had in mind. You don't have to go anywhere. You can watch the box in here. I'll just have a word with Alfie Lonely Heart in the front room. Uh, make yourself comfortable. Uh, the first bunch up will be on in a couple of minutes. Well, it's all fixed. Normal service will be resumed as soon as the steeplejack gets up his ladder again. You what? Alfie Hall is fixing the aerial. comes on. Well, just a moment. Didn't somebody fall? No, only Alfie. He's used to it. He spends more time on the floor than he does on his feet. Well, perhaps he's ha, ha, hurt himself. <laughs> oh, no. He's very clever. He never hurts himself. He has a knack of falling on his head. Look, we'd better go up and see what's happened to him. There's no need. Here he is with me mum and Susan. Oh, dear. Oh, dear me. Oh, I feel awful. Alfie, oh, what's happened? Oh, it was terrible. I landed on my back and sprained my ankle. <laughs> Help me to get him onto this chair, Susan. All right, Mother, careful now. Oh, oh, oh. oh I, I think he should have some fresh air. Oh. Yeah, stick his head out of the window. <laughs> Keep quiet, you young rascal. Alfie's told me all about your little scheme. Alfie. What were you doing up that ladder? Yeah, putting the plug back in the aerial. Oh, yes, he pulled the plug out earlier. Well, that's why the set wouldn't work. Alfie Hall, 
Fancy you doing a thing like that. You know very well you told him to do it. So your granddad would have to go next door to watch with Mr. Ironside. You little villain. No, no, Mr. Sinclair, I don't wish to interfere. Good. But after all, James was doing it with the best of motives. Good lad. I mean, charity does begin at home. And also in the homes of one's neighbors. Exactly. And that's why I did it. Very well. You want to help your neighbor, do you? Yes, ma'am. Uh, do things for people. Oh, yes, ma'am. Run errands for Mr. Ironside. Yes, ma'am. Right. That's what you can do. Run all Mr. Ironside's errands from now on. Oh, thanks, ma'am. For nothing. Oh, bloomy neck, ma'am. <laughs> well, clever boy, I hope that's taught you a lesson. It does. When you've got a job that a four-year-old kid can do, never give it to a grown-up twit. <laughs> Those involved with the Clitheroe Kid this week were Peter Sinclair as grandfather, Patricia Burke as mother, Danny Ross as Alfie Hall, and Diana Day as Susan, with Brian Truman and Derek Nimmo as J.B. Ironside. The recorded program was written by James Casey and Frank Roscoe, produced by James Casey, and starred Jimmy Clitheroe as the kid himself. to know that me granddad and Mr. Ironside went to the Rose and Crown after the boxing and me granddad must have put something in JB's cooking sherry because on the way back they woke me up and I heard him shouting You're no a bad fella for assassinate JB <laughs> You're quite a nice old bagpipe squeezer yourself <laughs> It's been a very jolly evening even if we ah, have had to walk home in the rain. Rain! What rain? It hasn't rained tonight. So I looked out of me window and what do you think I saw? Mr. Ironside walking up the street with me grandon on one side of him and the corporation water cart on the other. Ta-da! That was the episode Beware of the Neighbors from the British sitcom The Clitheroe Kid. I hope you enjoyed it. And a big thank you to all of you who have sent in your kind words and comments about the podcast in recent weeks. I'm glad you're enjoying the variety of comedy shows selected for the podcast. Tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... That's not true. I wanted to wear my bathrobe and eat peanut clusters all day. <laughs> I wanted to start drinking in the morning. Don't say that I don't have goals. <laughs>